Okay, this is Dada Wells here, Washington, D.C. It's Friday, April 16th, 2021. So I just have a quick podcast, but it's a lot of content. Um, so the Spanish-American War was roughly the turn of the century. It was roughly 1900. It lasted about a year. Spain surrendered and they signed the peace treaty. Um, to be you know technical about it, how it began was the United States ship Maine was bombed when it was um, sitting off the coast of Cuba. The USS Maine was bombed and that was the beginning of the Spanish-American War. It was bombed near Cuba. The war lasted for about a year and Spain surrendered. They signed the peace treaty. Um, it's now, you know, more than a hundred years later. One way to look at it is that that conflict never stopped. I think that's one accurate way to understand it. Like most things, there's probably a lot of ways to see it. Um, you know, shades of gray, I guess. One way to understand it is that the Spanish-American War, that, that conflict, has been going on since the Maine was bombed. That is one way to understand it. Um, and ex one example is in the 1960s and 70s, um, in terms of, I guess, covert warfare, that's a funny word, but it's well documented in the 1960s and 70s. There were suspicious attacks, so to speak, on the American mainland. At the time, they blamed it on the Chinese. Um, you know, that might, might be also Madrid the whole time also. But I just repeat that because it is well documented. In the 60s and 70s, there were well documented attacks, so to speak. It's just strange things that might be covert warfare but they were attacks on the American mainland so that's not the same thing as infantry deployed to Southeast Asia here in the United States in the 1960s and 70s uh, yeah what I'm describing is kind of in the last century at least when the USS Maine was bombed but then, in the 1960s and 70s, it, it could be described as strange, unexplained attacks on the American mainland. You know, that whole time, that might have been the Spanish infantry. Um, how are they able to do that? They might have German weapons, right? The whole time, maybe Madrid had German weapons. Um, my efforts, first of all, I try to raise awareness for the fact that Madrid and East Germany are kind of bedfellows. Uh, they attend the same military academies. Um, there are some famous examples. There, there are anecdotes of Prussian officers serving in Franco's army. Um, Madrid and East Germany the whole time were bedfellows. Um, it seems like often Spanish infantrymen use German weapons. 
Um, so what I try to do is, first of all, raise awareness for this. This relationship between Madrid and Brandenburg. Second of all, the complexities of these German weapons, because they they come across as science fiction-like. Um, but, you know, some of this is like UFOs. You know, if people honestly try to document things. But, you know, if... You know, what am I looking for? Kind of property damage. Um, you know, right? What might be described as German weaponry isn't Spanish soldiers aiming that stuff at the American mainland. Um, it really isn't well understood exactly these German weapons because they're strange weapons. The Germans make strange weapons. So that's kind of an effort, you know, diagnosing German weapons. You know, are these weapons being deployed? It does seem like often it's Spanish soldiers firing them. So this is Donna Wells here in Washington, D.C. Have a really great day.